Welcome to West New York Brews. This is episode 16. My name is Scott. Once again, I'm here with Clay, and we are joined today by Alex. Alex is a member. Let me see if I got this right. A member of the Niagara Association of Home Brewers. Yes? Correct. He is in charge of judging for the Amber Waves of Grain competition coming up in April. Do I have that right, too? Yep, that's that's correct, Scott. Yep. Excellent. If you're not familiar with the Amber Waves of Grain homebrewing uh, competition, it is sanctioned by the BJCP. It is mm-hmm. run by the Niagara Association of Homebrewers, and it is the the bee's knees in Buffalo of homebrewing competition. I have never said bee's knees before, Alex. Not once. Uh, well, you're not wrong. I don't it's want you to much... think that that's my normal vernacular. This is new to me. Oh, I wish it were. No, it isn't the bee's knees. I will join you on that. And the reason why I wanted to have Alex on, on this week, especially, is because the entry deadline is March 19th. And today, the day of recording is March 14th. It's going to go out on March 15th. So if you're hearing this and it's it's not past March 19th, 2016, you can still get your entries in. So I want to start with that. Where can people get their entries in, Alex? Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be too late to brew a beer by the time you hear this. But oh, yeah. uh Assuming you already have one brewed and you want to enter, if you're local to the Buffalo area, um, go ahead and bring them to Niagara Tradition. Uh, you can drop your entries off there. Um, there's a couple other drop-off spots, and I don't want to get them wrong. I think one of them is Flying Bison. But go ahead, and uh, if you're if you're not close to Niagara Tradition, which is uh, the corner of uh, Sheridan Drive and Military Road in Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, really in Tonawanda, then uh, there's a couple other spots. Um, take a take a look online. All all the information is at uh, AWOG. That's uh, A W O G dot Niagara Brewers dot org, and uh, we got all the info on there. All right. Dot org, and this is the twentieth year. How many people do you? Or I'm not people. I'm sorry. How many samples would you say you get, and how many bottles per year? Yeah. So last year we had well over 600 entries. Now each wow. entrant um, or each entry, uh, we asked the, the uh, brewer to enter two bottles, one of which we judged during the main round of judging, which take uh, this year takes place April 1st and 2nd. And the second bottle we hold on to uh, in the event that your beer or whoever's beer will advance um basically will win a gold medal in their respective category, mm-hmm. then it would go on to the best of show round. And if, uh, if you make it that far, then we use your second bottle that you enter to give the best of show judges a fresh bottle to work with. So two bottles is what we require. So it's about 12 to 1300 bottles. Um, this year we, we have, uh, at the time of recording, we have about uh, close to 400 and we typically get a huge surge, you know, on the day on the day of entry. So the, the entries are due on Saturday, four p.m. I Eastern. Yes, uh, get your entries to to my tradition uh, by four p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you aren't sure with your beer, uh, which category you should enter it into, or you just want to have fun <laughs> when you come and drop it off, yeah. um, Niagara tradition every year. Uh, along with uh, us and Irish Association of Homebrewers, as well as members of the Sultans of Swig and any other homebrewers in the area, get together right at Niagara Station on Saturday for a little get together. We call it an entry clinic. Nice. So basically, anybody who, who goes there, you can have your bottles in hand. If you bring an extra one, then we can all sample it together. 
we give you some advice. If you're not sure whether you should answer your beer as an American blonde ale or an American pale ale, you know, we, we can help you out there. Um, there's a lot of judges that'll be on site. And with, with a competition of so many entries, we aren't too concerned, you know, about, um, about any judges, t- you, know, t- you know, remembering what you brought. If you have something really strange, I, I would uh, recommend maybe not bringing it to the clinic just in case it's too rememberable, but myself as the judge director and our registrar, uh, Tim Collins, uh, we'll be kind of staying away because uh, we're too close to all the entries. We want to be remain agnostic. It's very important for AWOG that everything is judged very blind, very blindly. But we do hold the entry clinic, and uh, there are some judges that show up. We have a lot of judges in Western New York. We're very lucky here, actually. We have we have more judges in in Western New York than some uh, states have in their entire state. Wow. wow. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that a lot, Alex? At six hundred entrants, isn't that a lot for a, a homebrew competition? It's pretty big. Um, it's among the biggest in, dare I say, the country. I, I don't know the stats for all the homebrew competitions right now, but certainly in New York State, it's up there. I think we were the biggest in New York State for a long time. New York City has since taken us over, as they tend to do, but um, it, it's certainly a, a huge amount. I think I think New York City might get upwards of 700. Mm-hmm. But we're very close, and and I wouldn't be surprised if we break 700 this year with the pattern that we're seeing. Yeah, so it is a lot, and it, it takes a lot of effort. Uh, shout out to all the the organizers on our uh, Ambulance Grade Committee. We have members of the Niagara Association homers as well as the Sultans of Swig Homebrew Club that help organize this event, and we have judges from all over. A lot of them from Buffalo, a lot of them from the Homebrew Club in Buffalo. But many judges from, you know, Rochester. We have plenty of judges coming from Ontario. We have a whole slew of judges coming from the Cleveland and other northern Ohio areas this year, which is going to be very fun because they're they're also entering a bunch of beers. So it's going to be a little bit of a friendly competition. Um, so it, it's just a great time. But we, we judge it over two days, five judging sessions. And we, t- we take it very seriously, but then, you know, as soon as we're done working hard, then we play hard at the awards banquet. And it's, it's pretty awesome. If you, if you are entering, I highly recommend buying a ticket to the awards banquet, which is April 2nd. Uh, the banquet's going to be held at Ben Shetty's by Rizzo uh, in Amherst. The information is also available uh, at uh, awog.niagarabrewers.org. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Um, it's, it's a fantastic spread. Um, we have, uh, Mayor Paul Dyster of Niagara Falls, who's our MC, and we will have a special 20th anniversary address this year by Tim Herzog of Flying Bison. So it's oh, going nice. to be pretty great. There's fantastic prizes that are being given away. Um, I don't want to promise too much, but you know, we have, um, I know we have an, a, a used, a very freshly used bourbon barrel that will be wrapped, that will be oh, giving nice. away to one of the, one of the winners. We also nice. have, some local breweries um, on board who have agreed to uh, supplement our prizes for some of the winning categories. Um, I believe some of them like the, the pale ale or IPA category, for example. Um, I'm not sure which is which, but some breweries have agreed to take on the winning entry as a uh, sort of brewer for the day and, and brew that batch at, at the brewery itself. So there's some pretty exciting prizes to be won. Definitely empty your beers if you've got any and you haven't yet. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. 
Sorry, I just talked a lot. <laughs> no, no, that was great. No, it was no, all that really was good. So what do you do with all the extra beers? So you say if they win, see, this is the secret now. I'm pulling yeah. back the curtain here. Do you have a second bottle yeah. of all the other beers? What happens with those? Do those get served at the at the awards ceremony? Um, well, you know, I mean, some of them, we actually talked about this uh, before I called in to, <laughs> to talk to you guys. I was actually at the, at our, what's possibly our final uh, committee planning meeting for AWOL this year. Nice. Um, so, so that's where I was, but, um, we talked a little bit about bringing some of that beer to the banquet, but that may be something that happens still in the past. And what's likely to happen, you know, at least to some degree this year is for the volunteers that help out, we offer for them to take home these boxes full, these cases of entries that, you know, that weren't good enough to go on the best of show. Um, yeah. and, what that means is you basically have a, a box which you can play Russian roulette with. You, you can take a, a random bottle from the box and have it with your dinner. It could be great and it could be terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> but actually, what we end up doing with a lot of these entries is fostering education with them. So to become a judge, uh, you have to pass um, a series of exams through the BJCP, that's the Beer Judge Certification Program. And one of those uh, tests is, the, is, a, is a tasting exam where you have to sit and be served. And it sounds terrible. You have to be served six different beers, uh, which are meant to be homebrew batches. And you're supposed to judge them according to a certain style. And, and that's all you're given. You're given the beer without any information about it and which style you should judge it as. So actually for anybody practicing to become a judge for administrators um, or hosting exams, they can take some of these beers, maybe blend them together. So really um, these are used for kind of educational purposes um, outside of AWOG as well. And it it really helps to foster the education in our area. Um, You know, it's, there's a reason why we have so many judges in Western New York. Um, it's because a, a group of home brewers long ago who started this competition had no idea what judging beer was like, and they needed to find out. So they, so they started a competition yeah. and because they were so interested in becoming judges, this competition was born and the education part of it was born and a lot of that was via both the Falcons of Swig and the Niagara Association. So both clubs have a pretty huge stake in education. And whatever we can do to foster that and keep that moving forward, we do. Like I said, many of our members are active judges. Uh, we have one master level judge, which is, there aren't many of those. And that's, uh, that's actually our registrar, Tim Collins. Uh-huh. And then we have a number of different national level judges, which that's again, that's something you don't see a ton of. Like if you would look at not to pick on them, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just the way you said that. Yeah. New, New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> I actually, I don't mind New Jersey, but you know, I know there are people who do. So yeah. Uh, in the whole state, they, they don't have as many national level judges as we do in our little club. So, I mean, it's because we focus so much on it. And it really comes down to the people. It comes down to the founding members of our club, the founding members of AWOG, of which um, 
Mayor Deister, Paul Deister, and his wife Becky were, were founders of the, the competition, um, and a lot of founding members of uh, MAGA Association of Homebrewers as well. So it goes back a long way, 20 years. That's awesome. So this year, I'm I'm not entering anything, and it's because I, I forgot. It comes to March 14th today, and I don't have anything bottled. I have a beer gun. I'm not sure in the next couple of days if I'm going to be able to bottle something. Oh, uh, come on. And uh, what I have it. on tap, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, so next year. This year, though, I'm looking into to judging. Maybe not being there ready in time for this year, but it's inspired me to do some judging. So Excellent. I've started looking into the process. Let me tell you where I am right now, and you can tell me what to do. Sure. Uh, currently, I purchased the three-pack of BJCP uh, online exams Mm -hmm. and failed one of them. So I've downloaded the study guide and currently that's what I'm going through. I'm going through that uh, slowly daily. I'm pretty good at, at taking notes and putting things together so that I can take this again. And the things that, that tripped me up, I was telling clay were, were differences between beers yeah. Not necessarily describe, yeah, not necessarily describe this style, which I felt confident I could do before going into it. But but saying what's the difference between this style and this style? That yeah, that seems like that requires a different level of understanding of the two beers than just being able to maybe superficially describe what you're what you're talking about. Yeah, that aspect you're right. That, that's a difficult aspect that requires some study. Um for sure, you have to look over the BJCP style guidelines. Um, and that's what we use when we're judging for anybody out there who doesn't know. Um, the BJCP, Beer Judge Certification Program, publishes guidelines. And they're a nonprofit organization, but they get together and there's a board of them, you know, directors and so on. And, and they all work uh, very hard um, over the years to, to maintain a set of guidelines of what a style of beer should taste like. Mm-hmm. And I want to clarify right now for anybody out there listening, this doesn't really draw a huge amount of parallels with the commercial beer world. This is not, when you look at a store and you look at something that's called, you know, a, a Kolsch, for example, Kolsch style ale, or even a blonde ale, um, or a Belgian pale ale, something like that. You know, th- those won't necessarily, you, you can't always look those up in the BJCP style guidelines and understand what you're drinking because beer, you know, breweries and professional commercial uh, breweries, and, and Clay can probably speak a little bit to this, they don't market their beers to, to make sense to home brewers or to the BJCP. They market their beers to make sense to the public. Yeah. And, and the public doesn't understand or necessarily know or care about these, these style breakdowns. So, you know, um, and anyway, that being said, um, it, when you take the, the online entrance examination, which is what Scott's talking about, you know, it's, it's a basically, uh, what is this, Scott, 90 minutes they give you, or no, they give you 60 minutes yeah, and 60 you have to answer 200 questions. Yeah. So technically it's open book, but at that breakneck pace, you can't look up every answer or you'll, you'll and, fail. And I <laughs> um, had the kids next to me, which was a bad idea. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Distraction. <laughs> uh, so it's tough. It, it's very tough, but if you studied a little bit of the, you don't have to get a hundred percent on it. You know, I think, I think the passing is, 
that they say that I think it's just pass fail, so you don't really know. Yeah. Um, but they'll, they'll tell you which areas you have to improve on. And that's, I guess what you're, you're, you're saying, if they told you, you know, comparing styles, uh, you, you need some, some work. Yeah. Certain things so, like, like kegging and, um, and the actual BJCP rules, stuff like that. Right. I was right. fine with once it got into the styles, it got a little hazy. I, I kind of woke up after that 60 minutes, like what just happened yeah. And, and I'll say that it's very important. I mean, if, if you're thinking about judging and you take that exam and you have a lot of difficulty there, it, it's a sign that you might not get as much out of judging when you might be overwhelmed by judging. Because sure. when you're sitting at a judging table and you have a flight of beers in front of you and they're all, you know, English, uh, English pale ales, right? Yeah. So at first you're going to judge some, uh, some standard or ordinary bitters. Then you're going to move on to what are called uh, special or, or best bitters. And after that, you're going to move on to extra special or ESBs, extra special bitters. So if you don't know the difference between all those, when you're faced with a beer that you have to write about, yeah. you're not really going to be sure how to grade it. So, so it's very important for you to have some, Similar to that. Now, if you're a novice, what I tend to do with um, with AWOG is I is, is as long as somebody's taken that entrance exam and is working toward their certification, you know, I, I say go ahead, let's bring you in, you can judge if you'd like, if you're comfortable, and mm-hmm. I'll pair you with an experienced judge. I never pair, I never sit two novices down at the same flight. I mean, that's my job as judge director. I never sit two novices down and say, okay, guys, go ahead, go at it. Because, you know, there won't be enough confidence among them. And our job is not just to educate judges at this uh, competition. Our judge is to provide positive, useful, critical feedback to the entrance. Yeah. That's, that's, our, that's our job number one. So if, if we don't provide good feedback to the entrance, we, we kind of fail as a competition. So that's what we try to do more than anything. Um, and it is hard with 700 entries or, you know, 600 to 700 entries, but we do our best. Um, and we have a lot of good judges. So I, I, I try to pair a very experienced judge with, with the novice judge if I can. Sorry, go ahead. Well, one beer is enough to, I mean, so if you have 700 beers, is that average to 10 beers per category, something like that? Or, I mean, it, I'm sure some categories are much larger than others. You know, when you get in a category like IPA, you probably have 50 entrants or 60 entrants. So one beer is enough to to compare the you know those 60 di- those 60 different beers within that category. One single beer from the entry is enough. Is it just kind of like strictly based on score? Yeah, so that's an excellent question, right? So so there's a problem of scale when you get to large categories, and IPA is definitely one of them. Uh, American Pale Ales, uh, incidentally, is always very large. So are stouts, right? So right. So what we do is um, I try to stick – so a given category is broken up into as many flights as is necessary. So if there's a category that only has, you know, 12 entries and, – and by the way, um, just, just so you all know, when, when I say category, sometimes that means IPAs, American IPAs, and that's very specific because there's so many of them but sometimes we collapse many styles into a single category. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about a category, I really mean a, a prize category. 
So okay. sometimes we'll, we'll combine Irish red ales together with Scotch ales. Sometimes we'll combine, you know, uh, thoroughly pissing thoroughly. off the Irish and the Scots. Yeah. Oh, well, they're already mad. It's okay. <laughs> get mad at it's so close to St. Patrick's day. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, get all the leprechauns, uh, stuff. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> if you, oh, if you bring one in that's green, does that help your chances? Uh, as long as, uh, as long as you're entering the skunk beer category, yeah, then you're fine. <laughs> you should have a skunk beer category. Uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of refer to that as the experimental uh, category. Anyway, <laughs> so I'll an experimental. Perfect. <laughs> um, so we collapse, yeah, we collapse certain styles together. But for a given category, for a given group of, of styles that we call a category, we have a bunch of different flights. So I try. And, and me and the uh, registrar together, we, we work together to make sure that every category can be split up okay. So, so if I have a, an IPA category that's got 60 entries, I want to have, uh, you know, four to five flights on that category. So a flight would be a group of judges that judge together. So typically that's two to three judges, uh, four at max, but with AWOG we don't really have a team of four judges judging one beer together. And so we will split the entries up among the flights and we do what's called queued judging, which means as soon as a, a particular flight is done with a round, they, they are given the next beer by their steward. And we'll, we'll talk about what the role of stewards in a moment, but they're given that beer, they judge it and they move on. So each flight judges a subset of beers in the category. Now at the end of whenever a flight is done or when the entire category is exhausted, there are the winners chosen from, from within each flight. So each flight will send forward, let's say two beers. They're top two generally, generally based on score. Although the judges are given discretion at the end to say, well, even though we scored this one high, we're going to go back and, and maybe make another decision. But, but typically it is by score, but it's the score within that flight. Those move forward to what we call a mini best of show, a mini boss. And then uh, one judge from each flight, you know, or, or maybe, you know, or fewer, let's say to a max of three judges per category, are sent to a mini boss table where they are then served those same beers. Now, that comes from the first bottle still. So when we have a large flight, when we have a large flight, we, we try to reserve as much as we can. We don't pour huge pours for the judges. Um, so then they, they, they work in this interesting way where they don't really look at scores. They're just given all the beers, um, and they take the top beer from each flight and they kind of pit it against each other. It's kind of an elimination round, so to speak. And so basically from there, we determine the first, second, and third place for the, uh, for the category. And that's a very long winded explanation, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's no, that kind of how we, that's how we do it. It's kind of complicated, but. You know, we try to be as, as fair as we can to the entrance um, because we can't just go by numeric score because as much as the judges are experienced and good at what they do, different judges have different baselines for how they score beers. Uh, you, can't com- you can't treat apples to apples. You can't compare one flight to another in terms of their numbers alone. You really have to take uh, a more holistic approach at the end. So that's what we do. Yeah, that makes good sense, and I think it's it's a fair way to do it. And and just you might get a kick out of this. We at Fortitude North, we just sent beers off to uh, the World Beer Cup, and oh. and in the high popular, you know, high uh, 
high density categories, which are, you know, IPA and Imperial Stout, of course. Right. Um, I sent to both of those and it was seven twenty twos for uh for those categories. Wow. wow. So uh that's a that's a lot of liquid. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot of liquid for a homebrew for sure. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of beer to ship. Yeah, for sure. Say seven so that's kind of how we do things, but um yeah, I mean we like I was like I was saying about the uh, the online entrance exam, Scott, I mean, you know, not everybody does pass it their first time. Um, it's good that you got the three pack. You can retake it. You're uh, supposed to say nobody passes it the first time. It make me feel better. Oh, oh sure. Scott, man, nobody passes it the first time. Dude, it's it's like it's like the uh, it's like the LSAT. No, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I've never taken those either. So, yeah, me neither. <clears throat> so, well, well, you're here. Let me ask you: Should I be wearing? Uh, cologne at the table oh boy leading question no bring your coffee too no right coffee i should definitely have snacks (laughs) lots of spicy Um, snacks yeah so so right so sensory evaluation uh (laughs) some take more seriously than others um (laughs) but uh when it comes to smelling and tasting beer you don't want anything too offensive you don't want to eat uh, a whole boatload of of you know white pizza the night before with tons of garlic and onions on it. Um, or maybe you do. I mean, I don't really, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, the way I see it is you want to try to limit the things that are going to affect your perception. Yeah. And you, you absolutely want to avoid anything that would affect others perception. So one thing that we do at the competition, it's, it's held at the Knights of Columbus on Grand Island. Um, and this isn't an invitation to listeners. This is kind of a, we keep it pretty quiet in sight there, but you know, come, come to the awards banquet if, if you want to check us out. But, there you go. Um, but we, we, we take whatever soap, you know, is in the bathroom and, and we switch it out with a very odorless, you know, hand soap. That oh, that's a good when, idea. When judges go to the bathroom, they don't walk back and, and, you know, having, having, you know, smell the soap and they, they judge the next beer and they say, well, it smells like, you know, floral, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so we try to avoid that. When we feed, when we feed the judges, we don't get anything offensive. So yeah, avoid your your cologne, coffee. Um, I mean, I gotta say, like, yeah, you could just drink water. That would be better. Yeah. But if you're not gonna function well without coffee, drink coffee. I mean, <laughs> you know, that that's my philosophy. I think there are some BBCP aficionados who might disagree, but but really, you know, if you're better off with coffee drink a lot of coffee and then drink a whole ton of water before you get to the competition you if go. you can and make sure you have breakfast and eat something inoffensive. But we also provide all of our judges, you know, bread, um, obviously water that they can cleanse their palates with between samples. Mm-hmm. And we do feed them very well. And we also actually have uh, a kind of calibration or palate cleansing beer something very, very light, like an, like an American or English mild beer um, that one of our uh, club members typically brews that we serve, we have on tap at the, at the judging so that anybody could, in between sessions they can get up and have one or with their lunch. That's um, nice. It's a good way to eat. I have, 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 uh, have an all New York mild ale right now. It'd be perfect for you. Oh, really? Is it, is you know, I don't have it lined up already. Yeah, um, all New York ingredients, mild ale. Well, that, it's nitro. That's awesome. so that, that might be tough, uh, It's nitro. 
Oh. Well, we we uh, we would certainly we would certainly love to have it get the, at the banquet for sure. Uh, <laughs> as far as as far as the judging, we we actually we did something fun this year, which uh, we were involved in uh, beerology recently, uh, as we are every year, and yeah. we we brew a demo there. I mean, Scott, you were right next door to us. So. I was going to say, were you there? Did we talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Of course. So um, <laughs> the beer that we brew there. For that time, it's going to be what we what we offer our judges this year as our palate uh, cleansing beer. You you brewed it during the beerology? Yeah, yeah. We it was it was the recipe that we brewed to show people like what brewing was, and and we're gonna whenever we do a demo as home brewers, we always brew a beer that we at least know that we'll drink somewhere. Like we never brew a demo and then say, "Well, this is crap," and throw it out. We always drink it. We always use it some for something. So in this event, you know, we're we're using our uh, our demo beer from Beerology at, at AWOC. Neat. Yeah, sorry, I was at another beer fest that day. It was a, it was a busy day. Yeah, he was he was at the other one. Oh yeah, that's okay. Uh, Alex was there, so I had a yeah, I had a good yeah, time. Uh, my place. <laughs> I had a good time to you know uh, catching up with him, and, and and I drank some of your some of your wit. Yeah. Very nice. What was your what was the standout beer for you at Purology? Um, you know, sorry, off topic. I'll, no, it's, it's quite all right. I'll, I'll name. Let's see. I'll name two. I'll name the uh, Resurgence. Um, I forget the name of their beer. It was a Fashion IPA uh, brewed with Mosaic hops. I, th- I want to say I want to say like Cosmic Dust. I'm getting that wrong, but. Yeah, that that was an excellent session IPA. Uh, probably one of the best beers I've had from Resurgence. Uh, definitely uh, props to those guys. And then uh, from Twelve Gates, actually, they're uh, I, I think they call it Red Hearts Rye. It's a rye ale, rye red ale that was uh, quite, excuse me, was quite good. Sorry for burping. I had I'm drinking beer. <laughs> good. What are you drinking now? Uh, well, I'm drinking homebrew, of course. Uh, I have of course. Some, this is kind of a just a kitchen sink like English English mild ale that I brewed. So well, I don't know. Some of my favorites. Yeah, just kind of random, you know. All right, so let's assume that I pass the test. What is my next step then? I need to do a written part. Okay, so so the next step then for you would be to take the tasting exam. Okay. So that that's, that involves uh, basically getting on a, a list. I mean, the, the, the tasting exams are scheduled uh, regionally um, by one of the local, you know, basically a national level judge or higher who administers exams will, will schedule it. And there's a schedule that you can observe uh, at bjcp.org where you will see, you know, exams that are scheduled in your area or far, depending on, you know, where you might be traveling, you might be able to take an exam while you're away. Cause, cause unfortunately they're, they're not very principal. So typically when one's scheduled, it's scheduled years in advance. And then you have to get on the list to, you know, early to, to be, uh, to be able to take it. And it's a very low cost. Um, you mentioned Scott, that the, I don't know if you mentioned, but the, the online exam, that, that's already fairly cheap. Yeah, um, like 10 bucks. Right. Ten, was that for the three-pack, 10 bucks? No, uh, 20 for the three-pack. Oh, 20 for the three-pack, yeah, which I recommend getting the three-pack. It's insurance. But yeah. if, uh, if you take the tasting, uh, 
this kind of varies by the administer administrative exam, but the uh, the cost can be around you know thirty dollars or something. It's it's very it's still very inexpensive. So you sign up, you study, and you take the tasting exam. The tasting exam, as I was saying, is you, you get served six beers, and in ninety minutes you have to fill out a score sheet for each beer, and you're giving you're given one beer at a time. Uh-huh. So you essentially have 15 minutes per beer, but um, you can go back to past beers, your previous beers, and kind of finish them up if you need to. But you essentially, you're filling out a score sheet just as though you were at a competition. Okay. So it's it's great uh, it's great practice for the exam to judge at a competition, even if you haven't, you know, even if you're unfamiliar, mm-hmm. uh, because that will really prep you for writing the score sheets for the exam. And that's literally all the tasting exam is. Um, so once you do that, then you can take a written exam if you want to try to advance past the certified rank. So backing up, if you take the online entrance examination and you pass it, you'll be what is called provisional. Okay. You'll be a, provis- a provisional judge which means you have from the time you pass the exam, you have one year to take a written or a tasting exam. And then your score on the tasting exam will determine what rank you are. So if you get above a, let's see, I want to get this right here. If you get above a uh, 60, then you're considered recognized, a recognized level judge. Okay. I might be getting this wrong. <laughs> uh, it's either 50 or 60, but then if you get above a, the next level, if you get above like a 70, then you're certified. So it's recognized okay. and certified. And certified is what you, what you want. I mean, recognized is, is great as well. Um, but ultimately, recognized judges typically tr- keep trying to achieve certified. Got it. Now, if you get an 80 or above, then you're eligible to attempt the national rank. National means you get a, a combined score on the tasting and the written of an 80 or above. Okay. And to become master, you have to get a 90 average or above on both exams. So uh, in addition to getting a lot of uh, service points for the judging competitions, I was surprised by how few points you get you know, for judging. And then, you know, so it just, it can, it takes a lot of time to build up those points. Yeah. I think you need some 20 points for, to be national of judging, uh, or, or combined. Uh, but yeah, typically you'll get a half to one point per competition. You, you judge at a half point. Why not just have, have more points and make them more. It's like, this is the argument I had in college, like a half credit. Why am I taking a half credit course? Talk to your wife about that. Yeah, I mean, music people, half credit courses. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like well, I feel like I feel like BJCP. I mean, it's it, it's complicated. Uh, that that whole setup that you're very eloquently describing is it, quite complicated, but it does seem to do a fairly good job of assessing, you know, accreditation, if you will, to judge, and then also assessing somebody experience level if they have been doing it a really long time etc cetera, etc cetera. It, it seems to kind of handle all that really well especially for yeah. an organization where no one's making any money uh and do it mostly everybody is volunteering their time i believe 
uh, it's yeah. pretty pretty neat. There's not a lot of those around there. Around. No, you're you're right on, Clay. I mean, it's absolutely the case that um, considering you know it's not a paid position for for these board members or for anybody who volunteers the time as a judge or administer or even a grader of exams. None right. of these people get paid. Um, the organization does really, really quite well. Um, now I'll say that said, you know, it's not perfect. I mean, there, there's frustrations that occur within the BBCT, but I haven't seen it, you know, um, I mean, this, this is cheapening it a bit, but I haven't seen anything better for judging from competitions that mm-hmm. I don't know of a better way to categorize these beers. I mean, there's a brewers association, but that really handles commercial beers better. And, you know, when it comes to competitions and the judges they select and how they run them, uh, the BGCP has these guidelines and recommendations set forth, and they sanction certain competitions, you know, like ours. But it's up to the competition to determine how well it's going to run and, and the level of feedback that you'll get as a brewer. So I say, I mean, you know, when you enter a competition, take it with a grain of salt, but as far as AWOG is concerned, I wholly stand by the way that we do things. And I can tell you that we take every care that we can to make sure that your beers are judged fairly by good judges while we foster education to keep the system going. And we have day prizes. As evidenced by the fact that you have, you know, six to 700 entries every year. If it was, if it was a, yeah. if it wasn't a well, a well run competition, I don't think that would be the case. Yeah, it, it's, it's it can be like herding cats sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I want to. I've done I've done volunteer positions before. I know. I'm sorry. Say again. I, I've done volunteer jobs before in in other oh. <laughs> parts of my life, and uh, it, it yeah. is probably the, the worst job you could get is one where you're a volunteer. As far as how easy it is to accomplish and, and get people together. And, Man. Put a team together and get things done. Everybody, uh, volunteers, yeah. you know, they, they get uh, they get paid very little for a lot of work. It's true. I mean, but it's very rewarding. Uh, when we all get together, uh, when we get together at the banquet, which the banquet takes place immediately, immediately after we finish judging. Like some sometimes, those of us who are finishing the best of show round are late to the banquet because we're, we're finishing up and we're printing the last certificate. So nice. we go right there. You know, if I have time, I go home and change into something uh, a little less uh, drenched in beer and sweat. And we not, not, well, we don't really drench ourselves in beer and beer uh, sweat. That's... Although sometimes you get a gusher of a bottle and it'll just spray all over you. Um, well, we, we get together, we have a blast, and we let our hair down, you know, so to speak, and uh, we just, we have a feast, we we, ha- we have a, a good time, we have a couple laughs, you know, uh, courtesy or, or at the expense of the mayor, and uh, hmm. we really just enjoy each other's company, and it's a friendly competition, we all, you know, cheer for our friends, or hopefully ourselves and each other when we, when we win, and uh, it's a great time. So just because I'm, I want to wrap this up, I'm putting this on the show notes, which is going to be WNYBrews.com forward slash episode 16. I have step one, study. Step two, take the online exam with the suggestion of going for the three pack. Step three, participate in a tasting exam. And I'm going to put links to where you can sign up for a tasting exam. 
Is there yes. a step four? Well, there's the step four is the written exam. If, if you want to take that next step and, and try to make national level yeah. or, or beyond, um, then, then you'd want to find uh, and schedule yourself for a written exam. Okay. But that's, that's really not going to come until later. Um, I would say if you're interested in studying, do all those steps and get to the tasting exam. Beyond that, you know, at, at that point, you'll be yeah. so saturated in it that you'll, you'll understand and you'll know about the tasting exam or the written exams. But uh, actually, I would add a step zero to all of that. Step zero, okay. Uh, which is just brew. If you're not a brewer, I mean, most people who are interested <laughs> in this stuff already brew their own homebrew. But, you know, there, there are people out there who, who do try to become homebrew judges and, and they do it successfully, you know, you know, kudos to them. But when you're a homebrew judge, not only are you judging a beer based on its aroma and appearance and flavor and mouthfeel, you're also looking at a higher level. You're trying to give the brewer some feedback. Now in an apprentice or a novice or a provisional level, you know, or even at a recognized or certified level, we don't expect a whole lot of feedback to the brewer of saying, you know, uh, your beer, you know, it was, it was good for an IPA, but the body was a little thin. Next time I would recommend mashing, you know, uh, above 152 for a slightly higher body or adding a little bit more of uh, a crystal malt to your beer. So, so something that specific. And if you're a national level, you would even get to the point of saying, you know, perhaps try adding, you know, uh, you know, 10 points more of gravity via some dextrin of small, you know, you really get specific to that. I mean, as much as you can. So the, the goal in all of this mm-hmm. is to provide brewers with really good feedback. And I just think that it's, uh, it's hard to do that if, if you're not a brewer. So if, if you're thinking about getting into this and you haven't brewed yet, I think step, step one or step zero would get brewing. We need you to enter your beer before we can, uh, before we want you to judge. I mean, gotcha. kind of, kind of joking about that, but, but realistically, yeah. I mean, I'm really it glad it was something I already do. Cause when you're like step zero, like, ah, oh, crap, <laughs> what was step zero? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a given, but, but then there are, there are some people who aren't, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's something I wanted, I wanted to say. And I did, I, I did enter to, last uh, year. Oh, you did? Oh, so, sorry. So, so what, what did you enter last year? I entered a pumpkin. Uh, pumpkin ale got a 36, I think. Oh, 36 is really good. I was, I was very happy with it. It didn't place, but I was, I was very happy with the beer. I was happy with the score. I was happy with the whole process. Nice. Well, that, that's good to hear. You don't remember who your judges were anyway? No. Maybe. I can look it up. Eh. I'll email you. I'll let you know. I wanted to shame them. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Are there are there particular judges that are more you know susceptible to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, suggestion. Blackmail. Oh, yeah, <laughs> blackmail, suggestion, bribery, any of those. I don't know. Uh, well, rumor says that if you enter more than two bottles of your beer, you will make the registrar Tim Collins very happy, and he will make sure that your beer does not uh, end up uh, smashed on his floor. Uh huh. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. That is that was extremely thorough and really interesting. It's been 
about 40, 42, 43 minutes. I, I wanted to mention one thing I didn't, um, because we talked all about judging, but I wanted to mention stewarding and what that role oh, is. Oh, yeah, in yeah, the please. So, look, if you're not a judge, and this is actually another step zero. If, oh, come on. If you want to learn about judging, <laughs> you're not ready to take the exam, you're not ready to maybe dive in. Maybe you haven't even brewed yet, but you like beer, you like, you know, tasting people's homes, you like helping out, volunteering. That's what stewards are for. And we need stewards every bit as we need judges. So what stewards do is during the competition, they organize all the entries. They, they gather them into boxes by category. They organize them in the cooler at the venue. They bring them out to the judges. They serve them to the judges. They keep the judges on track. They make sure the judges add up all their tally, all their score points correctly. They keep track of the winners. They, they uh, basically keep the competition moving. And, and it really wouldn't happen without the stewards at a competition this size. So steward, you don't need any experience at all to come in and become a steward. And anybody out there who's interested, uh, please you know, feel free to sign up at, uh, again, at AWOG, at A-W-O-G dot niagarabrewers.org. Uh, you can sign up right there to be a steward. You can tell us which sessions you're interested in, either Friday, April 1st, or Saturday, April 2nd, or both. Mm -hmm. We have... Uh, uh, judging and stewarding all day Friday from the morning to the night. And on Saturday we, we have the morning and the afternoon session and then we all, you know, back up and get ready for the banquet. So please, if, if you're interested in stewarding, uh, there's a lot of perks there. Uh, obviously you get to see how the competitions run. You get to help out. You'll probably be, be able to try some of the beers and, and witness the judges do their thing. You know, once the judges are, are done judging, they, they typically talk amongst each other to make sure that, that they agree on a consensus score before moving to the next entry. So it's very interesting. You, you'll get um, sort of baptized into the world of homebrew competitions and, and what homebrew judging is like. And at the end, you'll, you'll probably get to take home some of those, uh, some of those bottles that we didn't use. Nice. You know, you do some judging of your own. All right. I'm adding that to my list. Yes. And awag.niagarabrewers.org. Yeah. And anybody who's thinking they're, they're taking the entrance exam and, even if they pass or, or fail, or if they don't, you know, if they're not sure, Scott, if, if you, if you want to steward, you know, anybody, anybody who'd rather just take a year and, and start uh, early and, and flow by stewarding, there's no shame in that. We, we need the help. Um, you know, I stewarded for at least a year, if not two years before I, I started judging. So it's, it's a great way to get involved. Well then thank you very much, Alex. Thank you for being here tonight. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, oh, my pleasure. Nope, uh, not at all. Just everybody keep growing up there and uh, look forward to seeing everybody at AWOC. Thank you. Thanks, Alex.